You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. There's like 28 million couples that are in long distance relationships. When we're together, it's amazing. We connect and it's awesome. We go have to restaurants and we have a lot of fun. And then when we're apart, it's such a letdown. We have to be very intentional in our daily connections. For us, we don't have that luxury of just the side-by-side -side physical connection. So we have to do lots of creative connections and technology allows us to do that. But guess what that means? Then when you get together, it's pretty much out of this world because it's been such a, such a build up. <laughs> right. Am I right, Abe? <laughs> yes, without a doubt. Every time, I, every time I get off that plane, it's like, we're just like, you know. There is a skip in his step to the baggage <laughs> yeah, claim. Exactly. exactly. Like, let's get home now. <laughs> Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to stay connected when you're apart. And we have two lovely guests with us today, and they're in a unique situation um, because they are married, but because of their circumstances, they have found themselves at a distance. Um, their names are Abe and Elaine Romero. Elaine is a marriage and family therapist who helps people who are also in these shoes. Um, and so they are working through this, and while it is challenging at times, they have also found a lot of creative ideas for how to stay connected when they're apart. Yeah, and, and a lot of people people do find themselves in these situations like military and fighter fighters. And mm -hmm. there's a host of other professions that find themselves at a distance. Or maybe even it's a ministry trip or, um, you know, work trip. And Evangelizing. So maybe, yeah. And maybe you're just at a distance for a week or weeks at a time. Um, and like the, this couple we're about to interview, they only go two, three weeks at a time without seeing each other. But um, they're in a, a season of their life where they aren't living in the same house um, until they they make the trip to go see each other. And so we just learned a lot in this conversation from them. And it's a lot that you can apply to your marriage um, to stay connected intentionally. And especially if you are at a distance or in a long distance relationship, even dating. So listen up and um, I'm sure you're going to get some value from this. Welcome, Abe and Elaine, to the podcast. We're so excited to have you guys on today. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, yes. it's a pleasure to meet you guys. Aw, well, we um, know that you guys have some unique perspectives to share and stuff that we think will be helpful to lots of couples who are listening, whether they're in your shoes or not. I think they'll probably um, be able to find some nuggets that they can apply in their own marriage when they are apart from their spouse. So, exactly. Yes. So just like maybe to get this thing going, why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe yourself and your story? How do you find yourself uh, choosing this topic? <laughs> I don't know if we chose this topic. Well, Abe's topic okay chose if I you. Start. <laughs> yes, yes, you start, Elaine. So Abe and I are in what's called a commuter marriage. And basically, you know, we both had previous marriages. So mm-hmm. we um, actually, we it's funny because we grew up together and then we mm-hmm. both reconnected at a later time in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he lives in Texas and I live in California and we have children from previous marriages. So we really felt like it was important for, uh, we didn't want to uproot our children. They'd already been through so much. And so we kind of made the decision when we started talking and then dating, we're like, what are we going to do? We live in two different states. Mm. Um, And we decided we didn't want them to have to sacrifice that we would. And so we still made that jump to marriage. And now we have a, we just have kept our homes. Um, So now we have a home in California and Texas, and we fly back and forth every two to three weeks to see each other. Um, And lo and behold, it's actually called a commuter marriage, which we didn't even know existed until we started living that lifestyle. Mm, Wow, man. So can you define for us, Abe, what is a commuter marriage? Um, Because I'm sure a lot of people might be in one without even realizing it. Um, I will follow uh, Elaine's lead. She's probably told this story so many times, but a commuter marriage is essentially uh, being a situation where distance is involved. And uh, it could be a regular couple like Elaine and I, but a lot of people fall in that same category, whether it's military or pilots or entertainers, firefighters. There, there's Anytime there's a distance uh, with any period of time, it can mm-hmm. be classified as a commuter marriage. So that's essentially it. And it's learning kind of the nuances of what it means to stay connected while you're apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so there's all types and configurations. Some couples, you know, have one home, like a pilot or a firefighter, mm-hmm. um, and then they deal and cope with distance. And then there's other couples like us that have two homes. And what we've learned by starting our podcast and supporting commuter marriages, is there's over 4 million just in America, but worldwide, we don't even know the statistics. Mm. And on top of that, there's all these couples, there's like 28 million couples that are in long distance relationships Mm -hmm. uh, just in the US. And then we're finding worldwide, it's even larger for that too. So it's this whole community of people, you know, the way our world is set up today, it's more doable. And so there's all these people coping with distance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. So being a therapist, Elaine, yes. um, I am really curious because, so you meet this guy named Abe and you're like, yeah, <laughs> he's a stud, but he doesn't want to move. And, and you're thinking of all the clients that you've had, this has probably been difficult. Like right. what was, what was like your professional take meets what you want in your heart of hearts like how did you like juggle that decision of let's get married but i know this is going to probably be difficult too 
Right. Well, that's an interest that I've never had somebody ask me that question. So definitely from for the professional hat, what I loved about it, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, Adam, is that here is a man who's not going to move his children away from their other parent. And to me, that's fantastic. For us, it was just not a question. Like we would Mm -hmm. not put our kids through that. So I actually saw that as a very positive quality in both of us, Mm -hmm. that we were both incredibly committed to our children Mm -hmm. in that situation. And the other component is that I've, yes, you're right. Over the years, I've worked with many blended families and the blending process really actually needs to go slow. And so in some for some respects, this actually made it really healthy for the blending of our family. Our kids have blended very slowly together and they really Mm -hmm. enjoy each other. It's been actually very successful. So in some ways Mm -hmm. there was some built in components Mm -hmm. to this that was helpful. Um, And I think, you know, just overall, we were, the fact that we're both so it's kind of one of those things where when you see someone so committed, despite these kind of challenges, you really recognize, wow, this is something I can't walk away from. Well, um, and in addition to that too, you know, when we reconnected, we hadn't had really any connection for 20 years or so. Yeah, we knew each other's little kids. We went to the same yeah. church. And, and then we gotcha. did separate high schools. We never connected back mm. then, briefly uh, said hello, but that was basically it. And, um, and when we finally did connect, it was such a, a powerful Mm. Uh, connection. And I realized I, I want this person in my life. Mm. I can't be without this person. And it wasn't a question of, I, I, I if she lived in China, I'd be with her. You know, <laughs> I, just, you know I wanted to be with her and live my life with her. And luckily she agreed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so how long have you guys actually been married now? Uh, we're coming up on three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've been mm. doing distance for four and a half years and we have a few to go because we're trying to get his kiddos off to college first. Okay. Mine have already jumped, made the jump to college, but I do have a practice out here in Temecula. And so, and Mm. Abe's from California. And so we really just feel like this is, this is home for us. And Mm. so we'll be. So college first. Right. Mm. And yeah, get those kiddos off to college, but it's nice because now that mine have gone off to college, I can actually, and now that telehealth is open for therapists, I can actually go stay for a longer period of time on my visits to Texas. So I take my California clients from Texas. Nice. (laughs) Nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had more flexibility, but the goal, it sounds like your goal is for you guys to live in the same place, even though you'll still be probably spending time with the kids back and forth to Texas um, because they're from there. For sure. So it, so for sure. Yeah. We plan to close the distance here in California. And at that point, no matter where the kids are in college, whether they decide to go to Texas for college or if they want to come to California for college, you know, we'll just be taking all those, uh, those flight miles that we're earning just to put it to <laughs> flying kids <laughs> home. <laughs> <laughs> And on top of it, they were born in California, so I don't think they've, they've ever le- lost the love for mm. California. So they, gotcha. yeah, they've been looking at California schools already. Yeah. Uh, so so in, in, some, in some ways, too, it makes more sense to me. And I know that people do military, and it's mm-hmm. not on the horizon of, like, get the kids mm-hmm. off to college. Right. So in right. some ways, this is different. But um, I think it's very, I mean, I, you know it, would, it was going to be a struggle to get married, even though you know, or a challenge, a challenge to yeah. get to, to have, I don't know, like 
and off the top of my head, I was like, man, I, that would be very difficult for me to marry yeah. someone that's not willing. <laughs> yeah. But, to move. Yeah. But if right. you find a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there is a concern, you know, I mean, obviously as a therapist, you know, one thing that to answer your question again, Adam, mm-hmm. is it runs through my head is we don't want to be child centric in the sense that we do want our marriage to take a priority. Mm-hmm. However, there's also laws we have to follow. Like you can't just move children away from their other parent. And so right. it's also about, you know, um, this was our situation, whether we liked it or not. So some couples do choose distance. Mm-hmm. This for us wasn't really a choice. So we just mm-hmm. decided we'd make the best of it. And luckily our kids and our family was all on board. And so, yeah, it's partly just kind of making the best of it. Mm. Wow. So I guess that kind of leads us right into the next part. I think that will probably really be helping people is how do you make the best of it? Yeah. Like I'm sure you've learned a lot of things in this three year period of time, four and a half of possibly looking forward to like getting those kids out of the nest. But, (laughs) but what have you guys put into place or expectations that you've set that have helped your marriage stay strong through the distance? Well, you know, some of the things that we've done, and it was a learning curve, and that's part of the reason why we started the podcast in the first place, was to help couples in distance really try to navigate this, because it's Mm -hmm. not easy. And so we kind of had to learn, when we're together, it's amazing. We connect, and it's awesome. We go to restaurants, and we have a lot of fun. And then when we're apart, it's such a letdown. And so mm. what we found is that we have to be as creative as we can possibly be as, mm. as if we were together. Mm. So we've come up with a lot of cool ways to connect. Um, I know some of the things in terms of technology, you mm. know, uh, we're using, you know, video FaceTime. We use Duo a lot uh, to see each other and have conversations and inter- interact. A lot of Zoom calls where we can actually play games with one another and get the family involved and, and have them all participate. And so that's a lot of fun. And my kids love Elaine. So they, they always want to do game night with her, even if she's in California. Um, and there's so just a myriad of ways to do it. And I know Elaine has some great ideas too on ways we've done it in the past. Yeah. I mean, I think w- one of the things that we really learned is we have to be, so the biggest, I would say the biggest components, we have to be very intentional in our daily connections, which mm-hmm. any couple should do anyway. Right. Yeah. So that's the touching base several times by phone. Mm. We send a lot of like flirty texts and we do little gifts and we do videos throughout the day. You know, I'll take pictures of things and send it to Abe because I want him to be a part of my day. So Mm. very intentional, our daily connections. And as you guys are probably familiar with like the research from the Gottman Institute, we know that's important to do anyway, right? It's the small daily connections. Talk about that though. People might not know about that research. Right. Okay. So the Gottman Institute, which is a fantastic lab up in in Washington, they have done a lot of work to kind of see that finite difference between couples that are thriving or not. And one of the things that they found is that couples that have daily connections tend to really thrive. So the leading Mm -hmm. predictor, according to their research, is disconnection over time. Mm -hmm. So daily connections are super important. They pack a really big punch um, Mm -hmm. in keeping a, a couple thriving. And so with distance, that is something we really have to, you know, Mm -hmm. even take an extra step of effort. So, Mm -hmm. so Abe and I probably on some level, you know, a traditional marriage, they might come home at the end of the day. Hey, honey, how are you? Have dinner and maybe watch a show. Mm -hmm. But for us, we don't have that luxury of just the side by side physical connection. So we have to do lots of creative 
connections and technology mm-hmm. allows us to do that quite a yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I mean, how often, Elaine, do you see couples that come in and even though they're living in the same house in the same state, they still aren't connecting every day? Mm-hmm. Well, for sure. I mean, that's, I've been a, a marriage counselor for 25 years and that's been something you see, you know, you definitely have those couples who are doing great with it and maybe mm-hmm. they just need to know that information to tweak it a little bit and, and just to keep going, you know, knowledge mm-hmm. is power, right? So if I know yeah. that's important, I can keep doing that. And then the other couples that really do, they have become so disconnected over time. They're kind of just living side by side. And yeah. that can be indicative, of course, of a lot of things. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's important. This is, this is important. What we're learning is important in any marriage, yeah. but even more so in our kind of situation that we have to kind of it's like, you have to sign up. You have mm-hmm. to sign up for daily connections. Yeah. Um, oh, and if you're kind of not, we, we're on a lot of forums for like even long distance relationships to try to keep the pulse on like what kind of concerns people have with distance. Right. And there's, yeah. you do see a lot of the couples where they're like, my person's not texting me back. Mm-hmm. And these are more like younger couples in a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you're going to do this, you have to kind of be on board for daily connections. Yeah. And I agree with what you said, just even from a dating perspective, when we were dating long distance for mm-hmm. a couple of years, um, we've said many times that we feel blessed to have been able to work on our communication in a different and in some mm-hmm. cases, even a better way than a lot of our peers who didn't date long distance because they right. could rely on just the presence of each other. Well, the physical touch aspect. Right. Physical touch. Yeah. Where, whereas I could just give her a hug or put right. my hand on her leg or whatever mm-hmm. to console her, just for an example. Yeah. I can't do that if, if, if it's a long distance relationship. Right. Yeah. That's probably one of the bigger challenges for any couple in distance, whether it's someone whose husband or wife is deployed or the firefighter families. It's that physical touch that everybody talks about is so difficult. But... Mm-hmm. Guess what that means? Then when you get together, it's pretty much out of this world because it's been such a such a build up. Right. Am but I right, Abe? Yes, without a doubt. He's like, every hey, time man. I every time I get off that plane, it's like we're just like you know, there is a skip in his step to the baggage yeah, claim. Exactly. Like, exactly. let's get home now. Yeah. So aside from maybe the sexual aspect. What would you say has changed uh, from the time when you were dating long distance Hmm. to when you actually decided, you know what, let's enter into a covenant and get married, even though we're going to stay long distance? Um, What changed for you guys? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously the commitment and, you know, is is a different commitment. I mean, I do think one thing that we've had some dialogue about, honey, and I jump in if you agree with this, but like, I know when we were dating, I would give him like when his boys were with him, cause you know, they spend some time with their mom and sometimes with him. And when they were with him, I really try to be very hands off. I was his girlfriend at that time. And it was uh-huh. like, he needs to work. He needs to focus on his children and vice versa. Me too. But mine were a little bit older, but now once we made that jump to marriage, it's like, we got to look at this a little different because all four children mm-hmm. need to know that like our marriage is also a priority yeah. within the whole picture. Right. Um, and I, maybe that's more of a blended family issue. Um, but you're doing both simultaneously, right. which mm-hmm. is a, is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we do include them 
like what Abe was saying, we do a lot of family game nights and things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and even they're very involved. And so I think Abe was telling you another very big component of what makes this work is we have very, a lot of creativity in our online dates. I mean, we do some really fun <laughs> stuff. Things. Tell us get, about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the kids get super involved. Um, yeah. Do you, do you want me to, sh- I feel like I'm, I'm talking so much. Do you want to share some of the fun creative dates we do online? Well, some of the things we do, and we're actually talking about doing it this weekend. It's a favorite of ours. Okay. But uh, it's it's who played it at best. And so uh, we will find a <laughs> recipe and we will uh, make it together. She'll get all the ingredients. I'll get the ingredients. And we usually, when we're cooking, we're just talking. We can't really mm-hmm. see each like other. Like headphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we, um, after we've plated it and, and we'll take a picture of it. And then we'll sit down and do Zoom and eat together. Um, so it's very fun. But Elaine's added another element to it. So she takes the pictures and we'll post it to our community <laughs> and say who played and, it And best. you guys get voted like, <laughs> who, did it, yeah. who did it best. That is so good. So it, 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 yeah. It's funny too because it, the criteria of the food rarely comes into play. Yeah, it's, it's funny. usually the, the color of the plate. That's not the point. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> Whose food would you rather eat? Yeah. Yeah. It so could mean. taste nasty, but as long as, uh, yeah. as long it's as it, the, the picture is taken better. So that's one of our favorites. We also do one through something called virtualvacations.us. And what okay. it is, it's a fantastic website that we found that you can either um, you basically we put it on like either zoom or discord or whatever we're using online and it shows like either walking tours or plane tours or an actual driving tour of different places like Italy or France or Denmark. And some of them are even live. Like you can watch Mm. a live footage of people walking around that country. So a lot of times we maybe coordinate food to that area and then Mm. we actually like go to Italy together. You know what I mean? Oh, that's fun. And then kind of dream about visiting there someday. And sometimes those can take an interesting twist because we were watching – I think Italy at night or something. We're pretty sure we saw someone get robbed. So then it becomes, <laughs> oh then, it becomes <laughs> then it becomes a detective date, and you get to solve the mystery together. That's hilarious! Oh, yeah. oh my goodness! This is so good because I. It's funny because I would have never thought of this stuff. Right. It's so creative. Well, and that's what's neat about our community is that it's not mm-hmm. just us. So we have a couple episodes all on online dates. And then mm-hmm. we also like have a couple friends in the community that, that also uh, have like a blog on them. And we all kind of swap ideas. Nice. And so that's what becomes really fun. And in fact, it's not uncommon on Friday night for everyone kind of in the community to say like, who's together and who's doing it online. And if you're doing Mm -hmm. online, what are you doing? And so we all kind of support each other. And that is one of the beautiful things that's come out of our podcast is just this community we're in. Yeah. So interesting. I love that. It's interesting too, because I think a lot of couples, you know, like let's say, you know, Krista goes for a week out of town. Mm -hmm. So many couples that live together would just be like, okay, well, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) I mean, it's not that bad, but, but a lot of people don't put very much effort into that distance. It's just kind of like maybe a little bit of build up. Like I can't wait till you get home, but right. 
but that's it. But they're not really staying connected. Um, what would be some ideas you'd give people in those shoes? Because I think a lot of people find themselves there where, you know, they're they're away from each other for a week even. And, and they don't want to lose the connection. They don't want to lose that connection. And they don't want it to just be a quick text and, oh, we stayed up late tonight. And so I, you know, missed you. Um, I, so talk, talk to our audience about how they can stay connected to their spouse when they're apart. We'll be right back to the interview. But first, we wanted to share something that we are really excited about. So, you know, we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations. And that's why we created the monthly live date night. And monthly live date night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. We focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick and then 30 minutes we do a Q&A and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. Uh, We have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in, but we really want you to take action in your marriage too. So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All right, back to the interview. Well, I mean, again, I think it's, you know, there's different kind of ways to do that. Like we kind of have a little bit of a balance. So part of it is investing in your own life and maybe pouring into your children or your friendships and actually having plans and hobbies. So that's Mm -hmm. okay to do when you're part two. So it's a time to like invest in yourself. So Mm -hmm. that's very important in our kind of um, world as well. However, those fun ways to stay connected again using the, I I don't know how people must have done this. I mean, you think like centuries ago when, you know, sailors would just send these like love letters home to their wives and get them a month later. Cause I don't know how they do that because for us, it's like, we're so dependent on all these fantastic ways. So it's texting Mm -hmm. again, it's sending little videos to one another. I would recommend if you're going to be away from your, um, from your mate for maybe a week, maybe they're traveling for business or maybe they have to go help a family member or something like that. Maybe plan an online date, you know what I mean? And so having just creativity with it, Mm -hmm. um, would you add to that, Abe? So the, um, what Elaine has done with me before is she'll slip a note inside my suitcase. And so when I get home, um, she will, uh, uh, I'll find it and go, Oh, I'm surprised. Right. And mm-hmm. so that, that's a lot. Uh, you can have a lot of fun with that. And also you can do, I have a lot of fun when um, we try to surprise each other with, you know, some, you know, kind of on the edge text, like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. And so when you're gone <laughs> for a week, there's that buildup. You still get that buildup. Amen. Yes. Like, Oh, I can't wait till you get home, but it's, yes. it's kind of shock each other and, be, and flirt with one another. Mm-hmm. And so that's incorporating a lot of that's fun. And we also do a lot of like fun with like, we have a whole episode on surprise gifts. And so we do a lot of fun things with like calling your local coffee place near your person and sending them something that says, Mm -hmm. I miss you a latte, Mm -hmm. you know, and send them a latte or, you know, it's like, like the great thing about like Grubhub and stuff like that is sometimes we surprise each other with deliveries. And so there's just a lot of little fun ways that we you know, stay connected, keep it fun and just enjoy, try to enjoy it. And that was, that was probably for me, the biggest 
shift is that when we first started dating, it was all about like, I found this wonderful man and our visits are amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I would come home and it would just be dark, you know, Mm -hmm. just like, oh. And so then we realized, and this was before we were in any kind of community. So we just on our own realized, okay, we have to focus on what's good about this Mm -hmm. and have fun with it and be creative. And so that's how all these things kind of were born for us, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we just started implementing them. And then lo and behold, we joined this community and it's like, wow, everyone's just starving for these ideas. That's so good. Mm. Abe, I have to ask you, you like there has to be guys listening going, yeah, but maybe Abe's just special. He's just able to do all this stuff because he's just amazing. But like, did, was this a learning curve for you? How like to be mindful and to put yourself out there and to like continually be thinking about how you can meet her? And cherish her at a distance. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll tell you that um, it is a bit of a challenge. I I think with our rhythm and how it works, she is more naturally gifted at those connections. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. good too, but there are times that we, um, for instance, here's the thing that we typically do. Um, I go to, I'm two hours ahead of her. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll say goodnight and, and she's a bit of a night owl. And so when I wake up in the morning, I'll have a sweet text from her that mm-hmm. to wake me to wake up to. And then, so I get ready and then I text her. And then when she wakes up then she has a nice text from me. Mm-hmm. Now there's been some times I've forgotten to do that. <laughs> depending upon, you know, I'm in a business trip and I'm in a rush and I'm scrambling and I'll, you know, depending on what you wake up late. Mm-hmm. And we've had some challenges with that in the past, but I got a little mad is what he's trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the, that's the challenge too. Uh, But also in terms of being intentional. And I think that's the the part that I think most guys that are listening going, come on, man, Mm -hmm. I would never do that. That sounds like a a lot of work. And why, why, why would I even do that? I think you, from that perspective, you have to think of it. What does your wife do for you? Mm. The little things. And all mm-hmm. those things that make you feel special. You can't mm-hmm. do that back a little bit to help mm-hmm. that connection. Mm-hmm. And so it's a choice of being selfish and unselfish. Mm-hmm. And if you know there's certain things that your wife loves and appreciates and you have to be mindful and intentional and make it part of your rhythm and how wow. you. That's I have a question then. Would would you recommend some guys like setting alarms to be mindful or like, and this is like super practical because I know that some guys, <laughs> well, I get one track sometimes and I'm not in that mindful space, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm in this box. I'm in not in that box right now, mm-hmm. right. you know? Right. And so- kind of helping my future self. (laughs) Did you ever have to do that? Or is this kind of thing that continually is on your mind? Well, it's, I do forget sometimes. And I I got in trouble once for doing this. (laughs) Okay. So you learn. I scheduled, I I, I scheduled a text. Oh, I'm going to schedule a text to go out in an hour or two hours. Boom. Done. And then, and then she goes, and I said, Hey, I scheduled that. She's like, what? Scheduled it? I'm like, but I was thinking of, you know, ah, that's so, funny. so, but I, I've done reminders too, like on, mm-hmm. you know, Alexa or something like that. And, uh-huh. and I think you're, you're right. There's, there's a certain mindset you get in this one 
focus driven thing, whether it's with my kids or, or doing something and I'm just really, and then time goes by and then, oh my gosh, I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Elaine, I don't think it's the worst thing to have reminders set up yeah. to go, hey, time to call Elaine or time to do whatever. And I think that's yeah. a good way to do it. And it's not like we're don't want to do it. It's more like you just get wrapped in the world around right. you and you get mm-hmm. it, it just like, yeah. oh my gosh. Time we, have, we have such a rhythm. To, I would say in the beginning, you know, you're in love. And so it's mm-hmm. like, we were just all so attentive to that. Yeah. But then I think because it was so structured over, you know, right from the get go, like we have this very, don't you think there's kind of like these structured times? It's like, that text in the morning and then yeah. we do midday and then sometimes I'm in session. So I'll get mm-hmm. like a cute little text while I'm in session, you know, and I try not to smile too big if the person's like, <laughs> <laughs> if they're talking about their pain or something, right. then, um, <laughs> you know, and then we have our night around so, with certain times that we know at night and our kids all know that we talk mm-hmm. to, to each other at that night. So it's kind of a structured thing. So uh-huh. leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like that you guys, I mean, obviously value your children and their routine and their, their life. And that's why you guys are at a distance right now. But at the same time, you do place emphasis on keeping your marriage at the front and center, like making sure. sure that the kids do know that your marriage is a priority to each other. For right. sure. We've, we've had those conversations with them and mine are older. So they're just like, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and then your, your boys are great about it. And they're so, they're just all invested anyway. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, sometimes they're involved in some of our online stuff too. Yeah. So it's been really fun. So let's, let's talk about the sex question. I mean, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are, Um, eager to know when you're away from each other for weeks at a time and this could apply to like you said firefighters and military Mm -hmm. and how do you stay connected sexually other than just anticipating when you come home to to be physically connected again yeah you know I mean it's it's funny because I think in the a lot of it is is just you know like when we're having our late night talks we do kind of maybe it's an evolution. It's like those beautiful Mm -hmm. moments where you're talking or maybe texting and you're just kind of saying, I miss you. I need you. I want to hold you. And then suddenly you're like, I would like to do this to you. (laughs) And it moves into these very sexy text things that I was like, wow, I've never really done this before, but you kind of have to. And then I think you guys are connected with this couple as well. I actually had stumbled upon the ultimate intimacy app, Uh which is a fantastic app. And Mm -hmm. we actually were using that for a long time before we became, um, so that app is very helpful for Christian couples or any couple, yeah, really married yeah. couples to connect sexually, but it's actually very helpful when you're in distance because uh-huh. they have, there's like a locked pat, you know, it's, it's password protected. Mm-hmm. It's also a safe platform. So mm-hmm. that way we can safely be sending texts and it's not like it's going to open up and our children will see something that's mm-hmm. maybe not for their that's eyes. That's probably a fear. Like I don't want to send a yeah. picture because right. that my kids might have my phone at that point right. watching ABC mouse or <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh wait, that's us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our kids aren't that young. Yeah. Um, our, well, kids, also, our kids yeah. are more be like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, also it helps you, you, you become a better storyteller in those moments. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Big yeah. scenarios and yeah. like, you know. Yeah. So it's not, it's, it, our, our connection sexually, that is something that we, you know, it is, it's important. We're a married couple and we have yeah. to make sure that we are investing in that. But it's also something that we make sure, and, and we have a whole episode on that, just so mm-hmm. that you know, on connecting um, sexually from a distance. But we do really talk about like, it has to be done in a way that makes both people comfortable. It has to be done on safe platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of it is just about that beautiful conversation of, you know, the ways we would like to connect um, Mm -hmm. physically and sexually. Mm -hmm. And then that, it just ends up being just a really fun avenue, something that I never knew I'd be involved in in my life. So it's, yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, the desire to, the desire mm. for, and allowing yeah. that. And then the the meeting the build up. becomes yeah. so much more beautiful because it's like, right. this is what we're going to do. Right. We, right. we don't need the ultimate intimacy app once uh, we're yeah. <laughs> sure together. <laughs> the, thro- the phone is thrown out the door. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. very helpful, I think. For And then I, I like how you said, Abe, you, you become a really good storyteller. Mm. <laughs> and, I think that that some people can learn from that. It's fun. That tip. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah it's totally. been a lot of fun. <laughs> that's good. Doesn't it make you a more creative human being? It really, that, that's what's so funny about this whole marriage as much as it's difficult and challenging, but here's the thing, like every marriage has difficulties and yeah. challenges. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of said we can either make this sad and, you know, just Dark be negative about it, or right. we can like make the best of it. And I think it's going to add to our marriage. And there will be a day we close the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some couples who, who actually just choose this lifestyle. That's not <laughs> us for sure. But right. um, at the end of the day, like, I think it's just going to add to our marriage. You know, it's that yeah. idea of pushing through storms mm-hmm. and focusing on what's good. And so you have to do that with a lot of things in your marriage. And this isn't our only storm. We have other things in our life that are, we have four kids so there's always challenges yeah yeah Yeah. but i like how you see this as just an obstacle it's not you're not terminal in this in this area it's like right there's a better day coming but you're gonna make this the most beautiful thing you can and when you rest in it and when you like I have in my, I was, I've kind of shared on other things that in my past marriage, I had, there was a lot of betrayal. And so I, I suffer mm. from some betrayal trauma and trust is a tough thing. And I yeah. remember telling even the beginning of our relationship, I'm like, how did I end up in a relationship with distance? Because of all people, I probably should not be in a relationship like this where trust is so hard. And mm. then I realized in kind of my own prayer life and relationship with God that I'm probably the, the best person to be in this relationship because mm. God is really working on that muscle in me to trust mm. him, to trust my husband, mm. to remember, you know, th- remember to be connecting and things like that. So yeah. it ends up actually really being an exciting thing, even sure. though it's challenging. Yeah. Well, speaking of trust, have you guys um, put any boundaries in place um, where you said, here are the standards for our marriage. Here are the things we do and don't do, especially at a distance. For sure. Yes. Yes. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things too, where, uh, you know, being in a, 
in a traditional marriage, there's there are certain boundaries and things like that. But distance adds another layer that's even more complicated. And those right. connections become very important, especially mm-hmm. when someone's on a business trip. That's where trust becomes so vital uh, mm-hmm. and the understanding of what uh you know what your partner will do what's kind of what's expected and there's right. been some bumps here and there and and especially with elaine's you know past trauma and things like that i think there's mm-hmm. a, a more of a focused lens mm-hmm. on this relationship in terms of mm-hmm. what's acceptable and what's not and mm-hmm. i've had to learn some of those things because mm-hmm. it's not been easy to go oh i didn't know that was would have hurt you and then they sure. go yeah it does so i'm like oh okay i gotta adjust and and yeah. make corrections. And so that's something I, I still, you know, struggle with in terms mm-hmm. of uh, making sure she's okay and feels protected yeah. and feels safe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's and, a lot and- of dialoguing and a lot of like, you know, coming up with a plan together. So like, even for example, that whole thing of me, a lot of times, like normally you'd be a couple and you say, let's go to bed and you go to bed and your night is done. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot, a lot of times, like, uh, you know, able to go to bed two hours earlier than me. So I might be on social media talking to friends and things like that. And so we have a very like set boundaries of how we handle interacting with the opposite sex. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we are, we are very intentional on things we do and don't do. And we also yeah. make sure that we let each other know everything that's kind of going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we do, we have some set things about how to handle if we do, like if I go out, you know, again, we have to invest in our life apart. So there are some weekends when he's home with his boys and I might go out to dinner with a friend. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's letting Abe know where I am and Mm -hmm. it's being intentional and making sure. A girlfriend. Let's specify. That's the standard. Yes. There you go. But so, but that's good because those are clear boundaries that you've established. And the other thing that's been always super important to me that I partly, again, this is where my professional hat would come in, is we've I've always said from the very beginning, and Abe was totally on board with this, is I never want it to be my rules for Abe or Abe's rules for me. We make Mm -hmm. a plan together. Mm-hmm. And so we don't control one another, or tell each other how to behave or not to behave because, but we, we set those boundaries together and that mm-hmm. makes it re- really good. You know what I mean? That yeah. helps yeah. a lot. That's good. Man, so helpful. I, I think that there are so many nuggets here that people will be able to take away and apply to their own marriage, even if they're not apart because mm-hmm. there are elements that, that, do still work in yeah. a in a traditional, as you say, in a traditional marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, even for those long trips, um, I just to ask: Are there any resources that you would suggest, books or uh, maybe you, well your podcast? But what <laughs> would you uh, recommend for the listeners around this subject, or even just a general book that they should get to help their marriage? Yeah. I mean, the first, we, there's a lot of articles out there that you can check out and there is a book called commuter marriage and right off the top of my head, I'm forgetting the author's name, but I can send that to you. So there's a good book for commuter marriage. Um, I I haven't perused as much the books for LDRs, long distance relationships, but I know there's a ton of literature out there. Mm-hmm. Of course, we would love if people would turn to our podcast. Yeah, okay, tell, us, tell us about your podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it's called Love is in the Air. We're on almost all podcast places like Spotify and Apple and all okay. that good stuff. And they can go to the link in our bio at, um, we have two support pages. We have our support page on Instagram 
Instagram, which is at commuter marriage support. And then our support page on Facebook is just love is in the air. Um, so yeah, we're kind of in the process of putting together a website that will also mm -hmm. have a lot more and a YouTube channel. And so we're growing. We just kind of awesome. started this in November. So yeah. Great. And it's a really good thing too, because we've also discovered a lot of other people in the same yes. scenario that mm -hmm. also share and have a lot mm -hmm. of great ideas. And so mm -hmm. we've That's made wonderful. a lot of good connections. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we'll link all of that in the show notes. And then we will also link the other um, resources you mentioned, like Ultimate Intimacy app and the virtualvacations.us, just so people have some more practical <laughs> tools as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're going to close the episode out the way that we close out all of our episodes. And that's by asking you guys, uh, rewind back to the beginning of your marriage and think about advice that you wish you would have received. And then you'll fill in the blank, dear young married couple. And oh. you guys can each answer that. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> Go ahead, Abe. Do you want to start? No, you start. I got to think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll let Abe think. Okay. So mine would be, dear young married couple, make sure you have intentional daily connections and just be so creative in in dating your spouse even after you're married. Yes, very like good. That. So good. All right, uh, top dear, that, Abe. Yeah, dear <laughs> young married couple uh, for the guy. Um, nice. <laughs> make sure that you are um, as connected, as interested as when you were dating. Yeah. And don't forget to take those little extra steps to make her feel special. Yes. And never forget what it's like to date and keep that date momentum going. Mm, very good. So good. Keep Everybody dating better hear is that. what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, That's so good. good. Well, thank you guys so much for being willing to, to do this podcast. Yes. And uh, yeah, hopefully people take some of these tips away and apply them. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And thank um, you for all you do on your podcast oh. and yes. your page. We're big fans. I'm sure you see me sharing your information all the time. Oh, <laughs> thank, you. thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. So we'll um, look forward to people applying these things and uh, maybe we'll put up a sticker to get kind of like a community aspect going and saying, what are mm. ways that you have implemented connection in the distance like um, so we'll share those answers with you too awesome. That'd be awesome thank you so much all right guys awesome. thank you thank you take thank care you. all right friends we really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation and if you want help if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have just reach out Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at dearyoungmarriedcouple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.